Welcome to A Love Like This. I'm Abby, I'm Paige, and we're so glad that you're here. We all face problems, both big and small, but having faith shines a whole new light on finding the right solutions. As we sit down each week with some incredible guests, our hope is that you would be encouraged to take heart in the troubles of the world and to put faith over everything. For someone who knows God or maybe doesn't know God, if you are wanting to start, strengthen or revive your quiet time, this episode is for you. Today we are going to give you some of our actual tips to help you dive into your quiet time, learn about God and His Word and all that He has to offer from this beautiful life. So pull out a notepad and a pen and enjoy. Today, we are so excited to record this episode because it was actually one that was highly requested by some dear and new friends and actually some listeners, and that is how to start, strengthen, and revive your quiet time. Yes, so um, we encourage anybody listening who is a note taker to maybe pull out a notepad and some pens because this is going to be a super practical, note-taking worthy episode. Tips with the twins. (laughs) That's lame. Ugh. Ugh. I didn't like that. Um, but to be fair, like this is a really practical episode. I feel like particularly in Australia right now, there is just a lot of noise going on. And I think a lot of the time we can be distracted and forget to actually use this time to get quiet. I think the beauty of getting quiet, particularly of people with faith, is that that is our time to build our intimate relationship with God. It's time to get quiet with just you and Him, which I think we lose sight of a lot of the time. Yeah. And something that I want to um, say as well is for anybody wanting to start a relationship with God or wanting to know him more it's just like any other friendship or any other relationship whether that's romantically friendship whatever is like you have to spend quality time with that person to get to know them more so yeah that's exactly right it's the exact same as our relationship with God the more and more time you spend with him the more and more intimate you become with him and your relationship with him gets stronger um, and you actually grow you know you have a desire to want to spend time with him more. So that's what we're going to do today. We're actually going to go through some practical tips for people who want to start their quiet time. Like, where do you even begin? What does it look like? What are things that you can do? Or maybe you're somebody who's just in a really dry season right now. You're in a bit of a rut spiritually and you need a revival in your spirit and in your soul. I know Paige, that was us a few weeks ago and we needed these tips to just kind of come back to center. So this is for the person who is caught up in the noise and doesn't actually know where Santa is anymore. So this episode is for you. So we hope you guys enjoy these practical tips. If you're a note taker, take out a pen and a notepad. If you're driving, enjoy as well. Wherever you're listening to this, guys, we just hope that this will encourage you guys to get quiet before the Lord. Okay, so tip number one is to get up an hour earlier before your actual day starts. Yes, this is such a good tip. And the reason why I didn't mention this when we're introing this episode, but the reason why Paige and I feel so passionate about quiet time is because it's become a habit that we've done for three years. Like not saying it's something that we do to just, you know, like tick off our to-do list, but it has actually become a part of who we are, a part of our life. You know, it's it's something yeah. that I can't go a day without. Like yeah. I don't want to go a day without God. This is my, you know, my sacred time that I always pull out before my day begins. Yeah. That's why, yeah, that's why I love this tip. Um, So pretty much we started our quiet time just out of a desire to want to spend time with God. And it happened during year 12 when it, life was crazy. Like we had assessments after assessments. We're going through trial exams, which a lot of you year 12s are doing right now. It was just a really hectic, chaotic time. So we knew that we had to get up at at least five o'clock in the morning because we would leave school, what, at 8, 10 or something. Um, 
And we had to wake up that early in order to have this time with God. And looking back, I'm like, I'm so glad that I sacrificed that one hour of sleep in just to spend time with God. So waking up an hour earlier, I think is super important because it's before the world wakes up. It's time to be quiet. Like the whole house is is dead silent. I think something really cool um, to take note of, if you are a note taker, write this down, highlight it, but it is good for the soul to start slow. I feel like in this crazy hustle and bustle world, obviously not now during lockdown, um, lockdown, very different times, but I feel like everyone thinks that, you know, life happens when you just have to get up, like rush out the door and your day starts. But I feel like when you have that designated hour to spend with God, your day starts slow. Um, and it's like, it's like reflects the quote that Rebecca Lowen says about we cannot run if we cannot rest. So yeah. And rest doesn't always look like sleep. Soul rest is spending time with God. I've got a little statistic for you. Waking up an hour earlier can reduce your risk of depression by 23% according to a study out of University of Colorado Boulder and the Broad Institute of MIT and Harvard. So it is good for your soul to start slow. Um, And for someone who wants to know God, it's really important that you designate this specific time just ahead before the day starts. Otherwise, your day goes by and you're like, ah, I didn't get to spend time with God today or "Ah, I didn't learn anything about him because I didn't make time for him. So it's really important to cut out that first hour of your morning. Yeah. And you can really do it. Like I know some people who like to do an hour before bed or whatever it is, but I think there's beauty. You could do bookends. Yeah, you could do bookends. One hour at night, one hour in the morning. What a perfect way to start and end the day. Um, Mm -hmm. I also think though that um, a quote that I lived by during that year when I began these routines was find comfort in discomfort. Like waking up early at five o'clock, particularly now when it's a bit chilly in the mornings is hard. Like you don't want to do it, but I'm telling you so much beauty and so much growth comes from within when you are willing to sacrifice just that one hour of sleep in. And then if you do it for what, more than 21 days, it actually becomes a habit. And it's something that you genuinely cannot go a day without doing. Yeah. So tip number one, get up an hour earlier before your day starts and make time and room for God because it is good for your soul to start slow. Yeah, so that's for the, that's really for this for the person who is wanting to start, but for someone who is wanting to strengthen and revive, you know, your relationship with God and this quiet time with him, um this is the time to do that. Like this actually is a time where you can go back and make the space that you used to. Maybe you're, you've lost the routine. You've lost the motivation. You've been sleeping in the mornings. Something that I've learned in my own like relationship with God is that there'll be mornings and weeks where I just sleep in and I feel just, I just feel throughout the whole entire day. But I have something that I've learned is that sometimes God allows those seasons of sleep ins to happen to remind us like, dang, I really need this time with God. Like I truly need it. And so I love that thought. Yeah. And like, we always talk about this as well. We're like, you know what? I don't care how tired I am. Like, I don't care if I'm falling asleep, reading the Bible or making my morning. I know that I have to sacrifice these mornings. Shout out to Emma Goff because she said something really quite profound when I think about it. But you know how it's also making sacrifices as well, like sacrificing that, like that extra hour of sleep or whatever it is. But even before bed, like Um, watching Netflix and stuff like that is good, but you could watch it until 1am and then sleep in or get up and have your quiet time, but you're just sloppy and tired. But it's like creator of the universe wants your best self. Like imagine the best version of yourself, but before God. Yeah, that's so true. I want to read something that I read this morning from Colossians 1, verse 18 to 23. I promise it's not too long, but 
I just kind of want this to just sit with you guys in relation to why it's so important to sacrifice this time. So it says, he was supreme in the beginning and leading the resurrection parade. He is supreme in the end. From beginning to end, he's there, towering far above everything, everyone. So spacious is he, so roomy, that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. Not only that, but all of the broken and dis and dislocated pieces of the universe, people and things, animals and atoms, get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies, all because of his death, his blood that poured down from the cross. You yourselves are a case study of what he does. And at one time, you all had your backs turned to God, thinking rebellious thoughts of him, giving him trouble every chance he got. But now, by giving him, but now by giving himself completely at the cross, actually dying for you, Christ brought you over to God's side and put your lives together, whole and holy in his presence. You don't walk away from a gift like that. You stay grounded and steady in that bond of trust, constantly turned to the message, careful not to be distracted or diverted. I think that was something that just sort of like put everything in perspective to me. Wow, the birds are all singing this morning. Um, it really put things in perspective to me to be like, wow, like God actually did that for me. Like this is a tiny little sacrifice that I can make for him in order to build that trust and that relationship with him. Okay. So tip number two, and this is kind of crucial in my opinion, but tip number two is to create an atmosphere. Oh, this is my favorite part. So something that is, I can't imagine myself not doing this, but to create an atmosphere for this quiet time is, you know, Let's imagine we're waking up an hour before the sun comes up or maybe you're watching the sunrise, but creating an atmosphere looks like lighting a candle, making <laughs> making a coffee, making sure that the house is quiet. Maybe you're outside, maybe you're inside in your bedroom. Usually that's me in my bedroom behind locked doors because that's my secret place. That's where I like to meet God. Mm-hmm. I think something else that helped me too is I don't really like having quiet time in my bed. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting a new big bed soon, so that's going to have to change, <laughs> but um, I love having just like a chair and like a little footstool thing in my room so that I'm completely situated. Like I don't feel lazy. Like I'm not tempted to go back into sleep. It's like my own little space. Like throw a pillow in there, throw a cushion, make it all cozy and cute. Oh like, yeah, maybe do it like sometimes I do it on the floor, like with my legs crossed, like just chilling, just like chilling with like with your friends. Jesus. Like you're just chilling, chilling with, with your friends. Just chilling Literally with your friends. All it is. Dad does this thing called two chairs. I'm sure he's spoken about it on the podcast before. He pulls up two chairs and pretends that Jesus is sitting in the chair in front of him. So it is making that time just that intimate friendship with Jesus. There is something so cool about like this is something. Okay, this is what I do. <laughs> Whether it's like before sunrise, after sunrise, during sunrise, I always open my my um shutters. I open my window, let like, I don't care how cold it is. That fresh air is coming in my room to wake up my spirit. And I open my window, I light a candle, I make a warm coffee. It smells so good. I love morning so much. And I like sit on my chair and that's my space. Like that is my space and the house is quiet. You can hear the bird, like the world kind of waking up. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So I think it's important to first tip, wake up an hour earlier before the world wakes up to get quiet, but also you can do this before you go to sleep. Second tip is to set an atmosphere in whatever space that looks like. Your living room, your dining room, your bedroom, whatever it is, just make just that atmosphere. Candle. Light that candle, trust me. Just do it. Um, Third Safe, tip. Safely. Safely. Uh, third tip is, so this is actually like during your time with God. So we're literally, there's no structure to how you want to do this. Like this is your relationship with God. This is your friendship with him. We're just sharing the things that we like to do, which like, 
is yeah, the best so now part this of the is day. the part. Okay, like you have, you've gotten up an hour earlier, your atmosphere set, you're ready to go. So, um, tip number three is to start with your with a posture of praise and prayer. So every time I go in my quiet time, I always always pray first because I and and praise. That's like they go hand in hand for me. Yeah. Well, I think like I mean, praying is just talking to God. So starting a day talking to God is the best trust me like you will not regret doing that I haven't I fell asleep praying last night I like my hands and I was just praying like on my pillow and I just crashed because it just relaxes me so much yeah um and to be able to pour out do you know what I mean and something that I have found just so because when you wake up from a long night's sleep or a short night's sleep whatever you just like you know your thoughts are racing and stuff and and when you wake up first thing in the morning I just want to give it all to God and just kind of like open up my, like yeah, open myself clear, up clear to God yeah. so that he can like really um, fill me up and stuff. And when I say posture, I mean like there is something so beautiful that happens when we can start our day with praise. Like, okay, I'm going to link my Spotify playlist in the description notes because highly recommend worshiping. I designate at least one or two worship songs to just worship, like go all in. And if you're somebody who is starting this relationship with God, starting this quiet time, definitely listen to these songs and just sit there, like just be still. It doesn't, like what Abby said, there's no structure to it, but that excites me when I find a good banger and and I, and I just praise. Yes, just be expectant that he's going to move in that space um, during your prayer and your praising time. If you don't know what to pray, if you don't know how to pray, just start by acknowledging him. Just talk. Like, just talk. Hey, everyone. We hope that you are loving this episode. If you are and want to read more, make sure to head to lovelikethis.info. Enjoy the rest of this incredible conversation. So for somebody starting, a good place to begin your quiet time with God is to just let the, you know, let worship music wash over you. Start by praying. And also for somebody who needs that revival again and who's just in a bit of that dry kind of ugh, season I would say to just start worshiping again like, yeah, like get back to those songs up. that you used to love like get back to it like my favorite memories page was we would like walk outside it'd be oh my gosh 6 a.m or something we would walk outside with our coffees and we'd watch the sun come up listening to here again by elevation worship like that is like some of my favorite moments that I had with God yeah. um listen to that song thanks but also yeah start worshiping again if you're somebody who needs that revival again because trust me it will ground you and it will remind you of who you are and there is something and I can't explain it because for someone who has experienced this maybe you can relate to me but it's like this release feeling that happens and like what Abby was saying she was talking to me the other day and she was like you know there's a life that I'm living but there's also a life that God is inviting me to live and there's like a line and I'm kind of stepping before that line but I'm not really going over it and that going over looks like surrender and getting uncomfortable so if worshiping is something that's uncomfortable to you you're going to grow in your relationship with God and something will flourish and be beautiful Mm. when you do that so yeah tip number four now is to get a pen and journal and we have encouraged probably everyone in our world to get a journal and write because I think I've written written I think I've journaled (laughs) I think I've journaled every single teaches everyone I think I have journaled every single day for the past three years. I have. Maybe there's been like five days that I haven't journaled, but it has been the coolest thing. Was that with our journals, it came from a place of like, okay, God, I'm living. Well, first of all, it came from places we're working. It came out at the time. So we're just like <laughs> looking at all the stationery yeah. for like hours on end. But we were just like, oh, Lord, like we're making all these beautiful memories. Like we're having so much special time with him. Like I want 
to write it down so I can remember I have, it. I think I have about 10 journals from the past three years and I can go back and read like what was going on, what was bad, what was good, what was a burden, what was a blessing, like all of these thoughts running wild in my mind, like I just put it on a page and it was just like now it's just memories. That's yes. my That's my way of – and for somebody who's wanting to, you know, start like what we said, so we've got the, you know, the – for the person who wants to start and the person who needs a bit of strengthening, um, I would say grab a journal that you want to pick up. Like get a cute one, order one online. There are cute ones on Kurong. There are also cute ones at Kmart. Kiki K is there too. Like get one if that you want a bougie one. If you want a bougie <laughs> one. But seriously, like get one that you'd want to pick up and write in because something is honestly just so like just therapeutic. I think something else that I do is like when I begin to pray in the morning, I then pour out my prayer yeah. through journal. And I also just like write down like what's going to my head. I even write down like a dialogue of a conversation that I have. Yeah, that's someone. And something, sorry, tangent, but also something I want to say as well is I feel like it's it's kind of easier for girls to like want to journal their feelings and stuff like that. I don't know of many like guys who do. My brother has this thing where he's a very tech savvy guy. And so he does his journals on for life. a laptop, which is cool. Like do that 100%. But I'm very much a paper person and I mm. very much want to keep my journals for life and see like even looking back at my handwriting, I'm like, who was that page then? <laughs> like, it's just so amazing. Uh, it takes yeah. you back to those moments in your life. So definitely encourage anyone who is wanting to start a relationship yeah. with God to get a journal and get a pen and just write. And it can look like anything you'd want it to look. For the person who needs to strengthen and revive that portion of your quiet time, you know, you maybe you're somebody who hasn't journaled in a long time. I would just say just write. Like it takes sacrifice. Like sometimes it's like, I don't even have the words. I would just say, just like pour out onto your page, see what happens. Like he'll meet you in those lines on that paper. Trust me, he will. All right. Tip number five is finally... To get in the Word and to read the Bible. So this is for somebody who's starting. So I honestly feel like reading the Bible for the first time when I became a Christian was like really daunting. I thought it was kind of lame, to be honest with you, because I never picked up one. Some except like, holy, it's some holy ancient book, book that <laughs> was like not applicable to my life. And so I needed something that I could just get into and really make it relatable for me. So it was thanks to Suzanne Hendricks that she encouraged she encouraged all of her, you know, people watching her YouTube video to get the message Bible. And so we got it and it's written in modern day text. And it was just so applicable and relatable to my life that when I opened it, so I would have like, oh my God, it was months where I was just having time with God, but I was never opening up the word. Like I wasn't getting into it at all because I really felt like I didn't have to in all honesty. I was like, my relationship with God is based off my feelings. Like I don't really need the truth. Like I hear it at school. That's about it. But for the first time in forever, I would be talking to God and not hearing a response only in feeling. But for the first time when I opened that, when I opened that word, I could hear his voice again. And like, it was like, he was talking was like straight to me. Purpose and passion and, and life and love. life and love and light. Like the Bible is described as like a lamp unto our feet. Like it's this blueprint and a map and, a, and it's just like, it's everything. This, it's more than a rule book. Like, yeah. And it's, and there's actual truth because it, it literally is God's word. And it's so beautiful in a world where it's like, you could read a caption on Instagram, like, oh, is that true? Or you could see a news article. Oh, is that true? Or a news report. Oh, is that true? And all these conspiracy theories and everything else going on in the world. And you're yes. like, man, I need something true. And the best part about it and good, that's what I was going to say, Paige, is Something that we've been hearing a lot lately is like, oh, I just want good news. Like every time I turn on the news, it's just another COVID case or it's another death or or something else that's happening in my world now is like we'll be watching the news and maybe some good news comes on. It's like, oh, I love good news. Like yeah, the like news you, is so everybody bad all the time, wants good news. 
everybody wants good news and this is the perfect place to start. Like it is the most, it's the famous, it's the most famous book in all of history. Like this book is beautiful. It's a compile of, you know, you go to the gospels. Actually, this is somebody who wants to start the Bible. Go straight to the gospels. Go straight to John. Like New you read the, in the New Testament, Pastor Jack actually said to dad, he was like, learn the Old Testament, believe the New Testament. I think the beautiful thing about the gospels is that you literally get to meet Jesus firsthand. It's not about like, it doesn't become sort of like some Christian, like religious structure where it's like, I've got to get in my word. Like I have to read all the rules and follow by and I can't have sex before I'm married and I can't do this and I can't do that. And it just seems more of like a burden than a blessing. But when you turn to the gospels and you see Jesus firsthand, like these were Jesus's friends who were writing about him. It's like you get a front row seat and a photograph and you know, just a beautiful picture of what Jesus ministry looked like on earth. And it, it becomes so like, and then you go to the Psalms and it's oh like, my God. and then you can beautiful. relate. Like I know for me, I turned to Psalm 119 one time yeah. and I was just in like this place where I was just like, God, like I want to feel you again. Like I need you. And I was reading out this Psalm and I'm like, I am David right now in this moment. David is still like, he's stolen the words out of my mouth. I don't know who said this. It was on Jenny Allen's podcast, but he, um, oh my gosh, I have no idea who he was. Um, but he said, that because he was in like the compile, yeah, yeah. Um, episode. Um, so it's just snippets. But something that this man said, he said, um, the Bible is not a dark, dusty book. The Psalms is a place that you can go that gives life and is relatable. You see the valleys and the mountain. Like you have to, like this book is alive and it's so, it's alive and active and it's living and you will you will see yourself in that book, trust me. And you will be convicted, but also God will meet you so beautifully. And for somebody who is just like getting into the word, like has no idea what the Bible is about, no idea where to start. Highly recommend getting a devotional. There are so many devotional books out there. There's so many resources at hand. Like Enduring Word is a great um, commentary Bible that I use to this day. And um, the Bible app, there's so many Bible study plans. Get into a Bible study in your community. Like there's so many resources at hand. And it's so cool because it doesn't stop. Like I don't stop learning more and more about the truth and more and more about who God is because I'm doing new things. Like I've been a like a follower of Jesus now for five years and I'm still learning things and I'm going back and I'm it's just such a beautiful love story. Lisa Harper actually said that. She's like, Oh, I forget how old she's sixty. Something I don't remember, but she was like, Every I'm still learning now after yeah. all of these years, I'm still learning the greatest love of all. I think it's such a beautiful thing, though, too, is because you get to pick it up and read it in your hands like the greatest love story of all time. Like, and the love story is for everyone, it's not just for Christians or people of faith, it is actually for every single person. And you I can just love that. I love what happens when in your head you think it's just this ancient, dusty holy weird rule book but actually it's like this most life-giving beautiful relatable relatable like heck it's so relatable book that you can read every single day and learn more about God so that's a really good place to start is the truth um final well for somebody who needs to revive and strengthen that portion of your quiet time who needs a kick in the butt to get back in the word I just say get back into it like as hard as it is and how much you don't feel like doing it. I know I went through a few seasons in my life where I'm like, I don't want to pick it up. Like I just can't be bothered anymore. Like I feel like I've read every page. It's like, no, like ask ask him for the renewness. Ask him for new fresh eyes and a new hunger and a desire to open it again. And then you'll like, see. Speak to me. Yeah, you'll see life and color come alive again. So yeah. Um, Last and final tip, tip number six is to pour out. So once you've done all these things, this is what I found in my life. And this is something that 
just it's so beautiful and this is what I was talking about like Abby was talking about sorry about that other side like the life that God intends for us to live and invites us to live in this beautiful wonderful invitation of flourishing and fruit and And abundance and abundance and joy like all these good words and stuff but it's actually the life that God intends for us to live so on this other side of surrender and discomfort and sacrifice is this life of flourishment, flourishing and fruit. And so, um, yeah, pour out. I think the Go most out. beautiful thing is that in a world we can't, we don't really, we can't really picture what living abundantly looks like. Maybe it's like, oh, you want all the luxury things. You want all the money in the world so that you can live a bougie lifestyle. You want million followers on TikTok, million followers on Instagram. You want to carry influence. Like that could be your version of what an abundant life looks like. And I spoke, to, I, I shared this um, whole concept during chapel at the high school we went to when I went back to speak um, to like all grades. And I was just talking about this land of milk and honey, like this abundant life that God is asking us to live and we don't actually know what that life looks like unless we say yes to it, unless we give, unless we give out. I feel like it starts with everyday kind of thing. It's like, you know what, God, I give today to you. And you'll see all of these beautiful things happening that you would not have even thought of or dreamt up. Like, I think the beautiful thing too is that we can't picture what abundance looks like. Maybe your version of abundance is a lot of money or a lot of followers on TikTok or millions of followers on Instagram. But the truth is, is that God is inviting us to live an abundant life with Him. That is the abundant life. And it's not, I just love it so much because once you have kind of practically speaking, like once you have spent this time with God, you've done all the things, you've made the atmosphere, you're quiet, you're praying, you're praising, you're getting in the word, you're journaling, like you're fueling up. That is one of my favorite words ever is fuel because it's like God is fueling you, like pumping you up with the good stuff, but it's not just to keep for yourself. Like you have to go out and pour out and you see the world differently. It doesn't just look like, oh, I'm going to go lay hands on you and pray for your healing. Yes, but also like, every aspect of your life you see God's fingerprints over everything because you've spent this time with him because you know him more so you know his voice more you know what his his works are it is like that quality time with the person it's like the more and more time you spend with you know with somebody it's like you can familiarize their voice like you want to spend more time with them like you can hear it anywhere throughout the throughout a large crowd like if my mom were to be yelling at me in like a crowd of people, I could hear a voice from a mile away. And I think that's the beautiful thing about spending this time with God and having the quiet time with Him is that then when we go out during our days, when we go to work and when we do the things that we have to do, we get to see His fingerprint and His hand all in it. And it's also exciting too, because in this flourishing side of life, the life that Jesus died for us to have and this invitation into like this glorious land of milk and honey is life gets so much funner and lighter. Mm -hmm. Lighter. And more beautiful and purposeful and well, because you know something's far bigger than it. Like you know something far bigger than this life, far bigger than this world, far bigger than COVID. It's like, man, I know this kind of love now and I just want to live for it. And everything, like we said, Paige, everything becomes fun. It's like all of a sudden you have these new dreams, these weird desires that you wouldn't even put inside of you, but God knew from the day that you were born that you would have these desires. Before the creation of time. Before creation of time, he has a plan for your life. And you, you know, you have a purpose here much greater than just working five days a week. Like you're actually called to live Well, that's something. like our whole kind of motto on this podcast is like you have a place here and you have a purpose here. Like you actually have a pu- every single – okay, we're getting sidetracked, but every single person on this planet has a purpose and a plan. Yeah, that's And right. a place here. And a place here. So we hope you guys enjoyed this practical episode. If you did take notes, sorry about all the tangents. We are talkers. Um, we're also 20 on Sunday, so that's pretty exciting. Ooh. I'm. I kind of want to do a bonus episode on – It's not like I said moo. 
<laughs> so, on um, what we learned from our teens because bye-bye teenage years. I'm done with you. <laughs> now, ringing in the 20s was the best thing that came out of my teens. A relationship with God. <laughs> so to wrap up this episode, talking about how we can, you know, almost delight in the Lord and get in His Word, get in His presence, all the things that we spoke about today. So I want to leave you guys with this encouraging message of hope from the book of good news <laughs> kind of wraps up this whole episode yeah it does and the importance of just getting quiet before him god's love could not have run out his merciful love couldn't have dried up they're created new every morning how great your faithfulness i'm sticking with god i say it over and over he's all i've got left god proves to be good to the man who passionately waits to the woman who diligently seeks it's a good thing to quietly hope quietly hope for help from God. It's a good thing when you're young to stick it out through hard times. When life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself, enter the silence, bow in prayer, don't ask questions, wait for hope to appear. Don't run from trouble, take it full face. The worst is never the worst. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode on how to start, strengthen and revive your quiet time. We spoke about tips like waking up an hour before your day begins, getting quiet, creating an atmosphere to encounter Him and to posture your heart through prayer and praise, getting out a pen and a journal, getting into the Word and diving deep and finally to pour out. 